young woman, a young wife, and had a, a newborn baby, our house burned down. It was a total loss. It was a, a devastating uh, tragedy at the time. We lived in the country. There was only the volunteer fire department. Uh, the house wasn't super easy to get to. It took them all a while to get there. And then to complicate that, the fire itself was complex. The fire had spread through the attic of the home and then fallen into every room. And so all of our possessions were destroyed. The house was destroyed. What I remember most about that time is not the, not the tragedy of the loss of the home or the possessions, but of course uh, that was devastating. But what I remember most was the kindness of the community. They showed up in, in countless numbers, leaving food on our doorstep, leaving clothes on our doorstep, leaving shoes and boots on our uh, doorstep. They uh, left tools so that we could uh, embark on cleanup. There were offers of uh, help to help us navigate through it, to help us clean up, to offer childcare if we needed it. Somebody pulled in a uh, camp trailer so we had somewhere to sleep uh, for the next few nights because thieves come when houses burn like that and they steal whatever uh, wasn't burned, which in our case would have been things in the barn and, and the garage. So these people that we never met before or after pulled things right out of their closets and their pantries and their cupboards and their dishes and their garages and simply brought them over. The generosity, the compassion, the mercy were really beyond understanding. People you don't know or people you can't even think. People left notes with no names and no contact information. It was an amazing experience. In addition to that, a dentist in town offered us another gift, a gift with a different kind of intention, a different kind of compassion, a different kind of mercy. My husband and I had recently uh, incurred a fair amount of uh, dental bills with him. It amounted to the hundreds and hundreds of dollars and we had set up a payment plan to, to pay that off, but it was a current bill. We hadn't made a single payment. I, I believe it was in the neighborhood of seven to $800. And about a week or so after the, the house fire, a letter came in the mail to him, and he had totally written off that entire bill. Our balance was zero. So here's a man who made his living uh, by being a dentist. And he had, with great intention and great compassion, only knowing us through our dental work, written off that entire bill to his hurt and to our benefit. It was another way of showing a great, great kindness. I've never forgotten it to this day. Though I've forgotten his name, I've never forgotten his kindness.
Hi, I'm Susan Sargent. Welcome to the Body Soul Today podcast, where I share practical, relevant, biblical answers to the problems you face in your life. You are not alone. We walk this journey together. And today we'll be talking about having a merciful heart. What does it mean to be merciful or to have mercy or to live a life that's characterized by mercy or by uh, a merciful heart? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So mercy is a relationship that's lived outside of normal borders. Mercy goes beyond having to know a person or fully understand uh, their needs. Mercy goes beyond even being known that you've offered it. Mercy is a different type of relationship. So what is what, what comprises mercy? Uh, what kind of qualities would we tag to that idea of mercy? Well, mercy is kind. Mercy knows how to sympathize with other people. Mercy sees the distress that others are in. Mercy cancels a debt. Mercy offers something to another person that they have no way to repay. Mercy is compassion. Mercy is an act of forbearance. It's bearing one another's burdens. But mercy isn't just something you you feel. Mercy is something you do. Mercy is an action that you take on behalf of another person. A merciful heart is a lifestyle lived with that mercy in action. A merciful heart is a positioning of yourself that colors how you view what you say and what you do. It colors how you respond actively to other people. Mercy sees other people. It sees them right where they are with a clear view, without prejudice. Mercy not only sees that distress of others, but it enters in to that distress of others. Mercy notices another person's weaknesses and another person's failures. Mercy sees somebody, how they are, where they are, who they are. When somebody treats you with mercy, that's how they see you. They see the real you, not the you that you present to the world, not the mask or the shell. Mercy sees beyond that to the the essence of of a person. So character qualities that represent mercy would include things like Compassion, that ability to be aware of another person's suffering, um, it's, it's a, a quality in you that not only sees the suffering, but it fires a desire in you to reach out to them, to help them. 
uh, a merciful heart is a forgiving heart. A, a merciful heart is a heart that forgives without an expectation uh, from the other person necessarily. And it, it's also a, a forgiving heart that doesn't harbor a grudge or, or that then sees that person as less or flawed. A merciful heart is a heart that understands that though that other person um, might be in the position that they're in because of their own decisions, a merciful heart recognizes that you too yourself have failings and at times are in need of mercy yourself. Uh, a merciful heart is patient uh, even when it's provoked. A merciful heart is willing to stand alongside an oppressed person, even though it might make your life more difficult. A merciful heart is willing, is willing to get into the trenches with someone else who is suffering. So when we are committed to mercy or when we are developing that character quality of being merciful, when we are encouraging and allowing and nurturing a merciful heart, then we have to expect that we're going to suffer for that action of mercy and that we have to be willing to endure that, that suffering. We have to understand that we're going to be inconvenienced by the weakness and distress of others, that it's going to interfere with our life in, in one way or another. So that's just a given. And that was true of all of those people that offered me mercy, my family mercy, all those years ago when we lost our, our house to fire. So a, a merciful heart is one that's willing to come alongside those who are uh, poor, whether they're poor economically, whether they're poor uh, physically, whether they're poor uh, spiritually, that merciful heart is one that uh, comes alongside the poor. Back in James chapter 2, verse 1, uh, James writes, My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. So part of mercy is that we uh, do not show partiality to people who have less than we do in any area of our, our life. So one of the ways that we often struggle as is, is people is that it, it's hard to relate to people who are not in our strata, whether it's our educational strata or our financial strata or our spiritual strata or our physical strata. Um, and, and what do I mean by, by that? Um, if we're not very, very poor, it can be hard to enter into that space with another person. If someone is uh, totally untrained or unsensitive in a spiritual way, it can be hard for us to engage in them. Often their views can be offensive to us. If people are different than us or poorer than us in health, if they struggle with a, a, a disease um, or a chronic illness or a tragedy that, that has left them 
uh, physically needy. Those can be difficult spaces for us to enter into, or perhaps the physical or mental uh, capacities were different than ours uh, from birth. But Scripture would call us, as James said, that we're not to discriminate from other people. And so much more than that, that heart of mercy would call us to not only not discriminate, but to enter in, to seek, to see that distress, that suffering, that lack, and to fill it in some way. The poverty that Christ had on earth should become uh, how we view others in poverty. In, in other words, uh, he calls us to be poor in spirit. And in that way, we can reflect to others um, who are poor in spirit. Christ was not poor in spirit himself, but he came to others who were and filled that space for them. And that's the example of his that we're looking at. And then we have this tendency to see ourselves as rich or above and uh, to look at others as a poor or below. But the truth is, we are all poor. We are all in need of mercy in one or more ways. I know in my life, I've needed and benefited from the mercy of others in so many areas. All of those areas that I listed above, there are those who've come alongside me in a spiritual way and and in my spiritual poverty and, and fed me spiritual food. There have been those who've come alongside of me physically when I have needed a physical care due to uh, accident. There have been those who've come alongside of me as I, I shared in my experience when I had no possessions and helped me uh, by providing those basic possessions that I needed to care for myself and my family and in so many other ways. So we we have to push back against that tendency in our own hearts towards favoritism. We have to push back against that tendency we have to serve people who are easy to serve and to find those people where it's difficult to extend mercy to Oh, mercy is not just being nice. Mercy is not just being nice. We should, of course, be nice. But nice and kind are different than mercy. Mercy is that action that enters the space, that sees that distress, that fills that need, that comes alongside of another human being. Mercy means you've got to be... Uh, uh, committed in such a way that you don't look for a way out just because something uh, got hard. Um, if you can't persevere through the hardship with somebody, then you're not offering mercy. You're just simply throwing them a bone. So when we practice a heart of mercy, then our personal happiness our personal agenda for the, for the day, our schedule then is going to be interrupted. It cannot take priority over the action of mercy. Mercy is one way that we can experience joy in the Lord because he himself 
was merciful. Uh, let me share a couple of verses with you. I can find them here. I had them handy. Um, but they've disappeared. Hold on there. Give me, oh, here they are. Um, here's what uh, Samuel wrote in chapter 24, verse 14. This is David speaking, and he said, I am in deep distress. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. But do not let me fall into human hands. He recognized that God's capacity for mercy was not only great, but it was perfect. And we can't always depend on receiving mercy from other people. Luke chapter 6 verse 36 says, Be merciful just as your Father in heaven is merciful. So we are called to mercy, to live a life that reflects a heart of mercy. Ephesians 2.4 says this, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy. Are you rich in mercy? I can tell you, I still work on developing this heart of mercy. Sometimes I hit it pretty well, but there are other times when I just flat, out strike out it's shameful and I I feel the shame of that I, I can say that I do have a more merciful heart today than I had many years ago and and I hope to continue uh, developing that so a couple of other things before we wrap up so uh, Mercy never compromises what's right and what's true. Mercy stands on the side of justice for someone who is oppressed or needs help. Um, reaching out in mercy never means that we compro compromise our own commitment to live according to the word of God. So the implementation of mercy would never uh, involve sin on our part. Mercy always understands that there is a way to uh, serve that person that honors the Lord. Uh, we know we know that truth from uh, 1 Corinthians 10:13. There will always be a way to live out that actionable uh uh, attitude towards someone else in a way that that honors God. So mercy always acts in a moral way. It never compromises what is good and what is true. You know, a merciful heart will reveal what you treasure in your own heart. Um, Sometimes we struggle with, with mercy because we like things. We like our lifestyle. We like our schedule. We like our place in the world more than we desire God and his glory. Is that true for you? It's been true for me at times. So the solution to that then is to be in the word, to offer 
confrontation to yourself, look into your own heart and ask yourself when there's an opportunity for mercy, why am I unwilling to move forward in this moment? Is it because I prefer to serve myself over serving God and acting according to his glory? It really is a painful spiritual struggle. We're to love God first, and then the second commandment is to love our neighbors as ourselves. And that right there is a call to mercy. So as we close up today, let me offer you some things to consider if you would like to develop uh, more of a merciful heart, or if you want to uh, teach the idea of developing a merciful heart, perhaps, uh, to your children or, or others that you influence, you can ask yourself, um, am I willing to suffer for the sake of another? Am I willing to suffer for the sake of another? Do my uh, attitude, does my attitude change when I discover that a person is poor in some way? In other words, does my attitude change when I discover something about another person that puts me out of my comfort zone? You can ask, have I indulged in favoritism? Do I tend to practice favoritism um, in the distribution of mercy to others? Do I struggle to persevere in helping another person when the going gets rough? Do I struggle to persevere to the end when I start and engage in helping somebody else? Am I willing to leave what's comfortable for me and share what God has given to me with another? So this was a very specific example that was lived out for me in all of those donations from my community, and then very specifically in that dentist writing off the dental bill. He, uh, by his example, lived out that, that promise. Uh, am I forgiving? Am I a person who is forgiving if I'm offended? There are oftentimes we're called to help people who are offensive to us. And am I prepared to simply bring along with me a forgiving heart into that, into that situation? And are, there, are there places where I have confused compromise and mercy? Have I, have I wanted to help somebody, but I haven't gone about it in a righteous manner? Uh, so that, that's something that sometimes those of us who are zealous uh, will do so Perhaps you're one of those people who, in your zeal, uh, stray a little bit from the truth. So no compromise with God's standards when we practice uh, mercy. And then, do, do my desires get in the way of my offering mercy to others? Do my desires get in the way of offering uh, mercy to others? Am I more, more about uh, what I want, than what the other person needs. So these are all difficult uh, compromises, but we are in a place where there are many opportunities always to offer mercy 
to develop a merciful heart, to live a life characterized by mercy. Mercy is never, ever self-serving. I benefited from the mercy of others all those those years ago. I believe it was about 40, uh, maybe even about 40 years ago. And their examples of mercy have helped to turn my heart towards being a merciful heart many, many times through the years. So mercy is one of those things that can help others even to pay it forward. It's not always a, a dead-end thing. So those people that I never knew who were such a help and an encouragement to me in their mercy have influenced my uh, practice of mercy all of these decades. So I hope this has been uh, valuable to you and helpful to you in uh, some way. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Body Soul Today podcast. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Body Soul Today. I truly hope I will meet that you will meet me here next Thursday for practical counsel from the Word of God to help you navigate life's ups and downs. Remember, lift your eyes heavenward to walk those ways. Thanks for listening in. This is Susan saying bye for now.